Hi guys, welcome back to I'm Not Fine. Um, we're up to episode 13 today. Yeah. We're getting into the pointy end we of are. our second season. Um, can't believe we've come this far. I know. <laughs> Thank you to everyone out there for actually listening to us. Yeah. Ramble every week. It's quite um it's quite a privilege to be able it to talk is. to you guys. Um, for however many, what's that? 15, 13, that's like what, 30, 20, 28? 28, 28, 28 episodes, yeah. yeah. I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Just can't pass university. It's fine. Anyhow, <laughs> um, today's episode is about International Friendship Day, which was yeah. Friday just gone. Yes, so that was what? The 29th? No, 30th. 30th. Yes. Gosh, look at me, can't do maths. <laughs> <laughs> the tables are patrolling, guys. <laughs> yeah, so the 30th of July was International Friendship Day, and we thought that it was a good time to kind of talk about friendships with eating disorders, whether yeah. it's the person, whether it's coming from the perspective of you having an eating disorder or if you are the friend of somebody with an eating disorder. Yeah, and as, as we are two friends, we thought it would be very <laughs> fitting for today. Yeah. Um, so I guess jumping into it, we want to first speak about how to support a friend with an eating disorder. Yeah, because I think, I mean, we're both in, I guess, a privileged position in that we have supported friends with eating disorders, but we yes. have the understanding of having eating disorders. Yes, exactly. So we kind of get it. Whereas yeah. I know for some of my other friends, it was a really tricky thing to navigate Yeah, because they weren't quite sure, like, what was helpful, what wasn't helpful, or even yeah. just, like, They've never really interacted with someone with an eating disorder yeah. before, so they didn't really know what was, I guess, different about yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think the issue with eating disorders especially is the the emphasis on certain stereotypes yeah, in definitely. society. So it makes it really hard for friends to know how to navigate this because they're getting misinformation. Yeah. And the whole diet culture yes. bullshit, like the, the world exists in, yes. makes it really hard to know what's normal and what's yeah. not normal. And what's a normal conversation. Yeah. Um, so I guess off the bat, I think when it comes to well, any friendship really, yeah. open communication is really important. Um, so I think initially when you do have a friend who has an eating disorder, ask check in and see what they find helpful. Yeah, I think setting really clear boundaries is very important. Yes, and knowing that just because something helps one person with eating disorder doesn't yeah. mean it will help another person. Yeah, it's so individual. So it is very important to check in and see what they find helpful. And I think that's also helpful for the person, that the friend, because then they, I guess, can be less anxious about saying something that's yes. going to set the person off. Yes, absolutely. Or saying the wrong thing or anything like that. Yeah, because it's really hard to, um, obviously, you know, as friend, like, people who have friends with eating disorders, <laughs> as well, it took a while to get out. Um, it's really hard to tiptoe around and feel like you might put a foot wrong. Yeah. So you need, like, I think, yeah, clear communication is so important. Here. Definitely. Um, Asking questions, like we said, is really important. But also, I guess, doing your own learning. Yeah. Looking up reputable sources. Yes. Like, this is Yes, guys. big emphasis there. Don't look at, like, the pro-Anna community. Not no. going to help you. Stay off TikTok. <laughs> Don't get your learnings from TikTok. No, no, no. Um, but looking up, like, the Butterfly Foundation, the EDB, or any of the international eating sort of yeah. foundations are going to have really – useful information yeah. and probably the most correct information yes the most correct comprehensive and up-to-date yes very important up-to-date information also 
check in with your friend that has the eating disorder about what they because they've probably done a lot of research and a lot of reading, yeah. especially if they're in recovery. So yes. they've probably actually got some resources that they already know are helpful. Yes. And so Absolutely. that can be a good place to start. I didn't do it with a friend, but I did with my mum. I yep. sent her quite a lot of like links to places pages that I found helpful or yeah, like EDV EDV I think has like a carers and friends yes. like whole like side side I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Page? Um, yeah, page yeah, yeah. on their website. They've got a, wow. <laughs> We're doing really well, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a Saturday morning. Like yeah, it's pretty early. <laughs> um, yes, they've got a whole section, I guess, dedicated yeah. to it. And I know that EDB actually did on their Instagram a really good post about International yes. Friendship Day. Um, we did not steal this from them. We haven't even... Uh, we, we don't even follow them. That's <laughs> No, we do follow them, they're a great resource, <laughs> but we, um, yeah, didn't delve into the same things, but no. they've got some really good resources. Yeah, and their emphasis on International Friendship Day, I thought maybe you have the great idea of talking about this. Yeah. Because it, it is, is important. It is such an important one. Um, yeah, so I think it's really, like, again, important <laughs> to look up, yeah, things that help the collective with eating yes. disorders. Um, and the do's and don'ts, and they're normally like the standard do's and don'ts, yeah. which is really helpful to know from the outset, especially if you are, you know, perhaps entrenched in diet culture yeah. and may be prone to saying things without realising what they mean to the person. Yeah, especially, like, even if you're just sharing your, because I know so many people love to do this, but sharing your Apple Watch rings yes. on your Instagram story. Like, you might be able to exercise every day and you don't have a disordered relationship with exercise. Which is great. Yeah, which is, like, well fantastic. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> but if you post it on your Instagram stories every day, your friend with an eating disorder might see that yeah. and be really triggered by it. And I'm not saying you have to censor your entire social media for one person or what may be one person or what may be more than one person. No, no. But it's something to think about, I guess. Yeah, it's something to think about what message you're putting out there. Yeah. Um, and I guess on that point, moving on to avoiding any appearance and food-related comments. Yeah, this is really important. I mean, I think this should just be standard anyway. Yes. Like, we're not saying you can't say anything about food. You can't say, like, that looks really delicious. It yeah. It delicious. But food-related comments being like, oh, I can't believe you're eating that much or I could never eat that. Yes. Oh, you must have a fast metabolism. All of those yes. things that have this underlying diet culture like, almost phobic sort of stuff about yeah. I, I need to be good I can't yes, be naughty. Oh anything about needing to be good it just does my head in yes people at work talk about that all the time yeah and I'm like guys there's nothing good or bad about food no. it's just food like my you haven't killed anyone someone that I work with has been doing this exercise program which is great like fantastic for her I'm really happy with it she's not doing it to lose weight she's doing it purely for fitness and enjoyment I guess yeah. but she does it before work twice a week and she does it like at work in the gym at work and then she was eating breakfast one day and she was like oh I'm so naughty I'm eating breakfast I don't really need to but I exercise today no and I was like there's no correlation no you should eat breakfast every day yes the, you're you not being naughty by having a slice of toast <laughs> and you don't have to justify no eating. you never have to justify eating if you're hungry eat yeah. if you're not hungry but you know you need to eat eat yes and I think yeah it makes it really hard for someone who's trying to recover from an eating disorder to have those food labels absolutely and to have the morality around food because yes 
food is morally neutral. It's yeah, just it's food. food. It hasn't, like, I don't know, turned down an orphanage exactly. in the process of being turned from bread to toast. Exactly. And, you know, you're not killing someone by eating it. No. Probably killing your indusor a little bit every now and then, which, which is great. not a <laughs> Excellent. But, yeah, I think it's – also – Appearance-related comments. Yeah. Similar vibe. If yeah. you are perhaps making a comment about your own appearance negatively, yeah. that can be an impact. It can, and it might not even be one that like you see the results of straight away. Like, yeah. They might person with the eating disorder might become withdrawn or like quiet while they're ruminating on that comment. Yeah. But they also might just continue the conversation, and it's not till much later when they're ruminating on it like on their own. Yeah. And it can yeah. be, yeah, you might not even realise that talking about yourself in a negative way has such an impact, but it really does. It does. And I completely appreciate the um, the people out there, especially on TikTok, who are like, they're not responsible for your triggers. Um, <laughs> but if you're wanting to support a friend with an eating disorder, you do have to censor yeah. some of the things you say. You are because... kind of responsible for some of their triggers in, yeah. a, in a way that a comment about your or their appearance appearance <laughs> is avoidable yes like it's not you don't need to make a comment ne- about yourself negatively for the world to keep turning exactly um definitely don't have to censor your whole life no for a single friend but be aware of what you're putting out yeah. there and what somebody with an eating disorder could pick up yeah it's the same when you're making an appearance comment about the person with an eating yeah. disorder it is, you know, I know it's coming from a good place when someone says, you look really well, you look better, you look healthy, you're like, you know, you're looking bigger, maybe. Some yeah. people do grow that people far. Do Some people go, oh, you get so much weight, that's brilliant. No, <laughs> it's it is brilliant. brilliant. It is. It is. But it doesn't feel brilliant. No. And it is not good to have it pointed out to you. No. And I know when I've been in a, a bad place yeah or trying to get out of a bad place and i have gained some weight and i am looking better i'm not in the space to accept that as a compliment no you don't think of it as a compliment whatsoever give me like a year now people say i look healthy i'm like fuck yes i do (laughs) i am healthy it's great i love it it um makes me feel good but not at the time no definitely not at the time and that is just like i don't mean to generalize for instance but it's a pretty universal rule yeah not comment on someone's appearance even someone without me yes like you don't really need to comment on anyone's appearance no like if you do need to or if you are the kind of person that loves to give out compliments which is great we're not saying you can't ever do that but like comment on what they're wearing say i really love your dress yeah like your hair looks great your Your shoes are amazing like things like that your mascara makes your eyes (laughs) something yeah something that is um not not attached to the body yes and yeah, something that's not going to be misconstrued, which is hard because yeah. eating disorders can very much twist anything. Yes. Um, but safe to say, avoid comments that suggest any sort of like improvement of <laughs> wellness, which obviously later down the track, it's oh yeah, later down the track, it's great. Yeah, like, especially when the person's in a space when they can themselves like see yeah the difference and see the worth in being yeah. healthy. Um. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come quick. No. Um, so you do have to be a little bit careful about what you say. Yeah. Um, because I have been prone to messaging people after they've said I looked well and I was not doing well. And I'd be like, <laughs> What did you mean? Did you mean I was bad? And they're like, No. no. Honestly, no. <laughs> and I think part of that comes with the misunderstanding of eating disorders again, where they think that it's like 
an appearance-based illness and not a mental illness and they think oh you've gained weight you must be doing really well yeah whereas it's oh you might have gained weight but you're possibly doing worse than you were before exactly yeah that's a really good distinction that it's not it's not a trajectory that you can match yeah through someone's appearance yeah okay Oh, this one's a fun one. I know. Remind your friend of their goals in life and things they can do with you when they are in a well state. I think that's a really important thing to do as a friend of someone with an eating disorder. Yeah. Keep it future focused. Keep it um, aspirational. Yes. And, yeah, if you can think of ideas of, like, things that they'd want to do with you, like going out for, like, a bottomless brunch or, like, going out for coffee and cake or, like, even things like travelling or going to a musical or, like, just stuff that your friend can focus on yeah to work towards yes super important because there are things that you often lose in the depths of your eating yes like you can't go out for coffee and cake or you do go out with your friends while they're having coffee and cake and you're having like your eating disorders version of coffee and cake yes which is a very sad version yes um and yeah, like in the thick of it, when you're fighting really hard, it's really hard to extract yourself from the moment yeah. and be like, this is what I'm fighting for. Exactly. So you need someone to remind you. Exactly. To remind you of all the fun things that you can do when you're recovering. Oh, there are so many fun things. Yes. Just Even just moving out of home. Yes. Yes. That's a game changer. <laughs> um, and they try to figure out how to cook for what that's like. Yeah. So I think reminding your friend of all the fun things and all the life things not even like they don't necessarily have to be completely fun yeah but like just the things that you can do it like you can engage in university if you're in uni or you can engage in like work if you're working or just yeah having a relationship meeting new people actually being able to go out and socialize yeah just like being able to be in the moment as well Well, like appreciate things and be involved in a conversation and not be just like (laughs) Ticking over in your yeah. head all the eating disorder thoughts, but actually being able to listen to someone and answer them appropriately. Yes. Like you take it for granted a little bit when you are well or if you don't have an eating disorder, but when you're unwell, those things are really challenging. Yeah, yeah. I remember having like a two hour conversation with a really close friend and she just had to talk at me. Yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't present enough to ask questions or to respond properly. Yeah. Um, and it's exhausting for that. Friend. It is so exhausting for the other person. Yeah um okay last one. Oh yeah i think this one's a good one too um i don't think i know it's a good <laughs> one um so remember that your number one role is as a friend so that may be as the distraction as the fun person as the person who keeps your mind off things which is very similar to distraction emma um <laughs> but it's true yeah um so and, and more than any other role so yeah you're not there as a meal support you might you be there support, yeah. but only if they ask you. Exactly. You're not there to, to monitor. monitor anything, to police them, to make comments about, like, what they were like before their eating disorder yeah. or, and now what they're like, anything like that. And you're not there to force feed them. No. And I think it's I, – I find this hard as someone who has a lot, a lot of friends with eating disorders yeah. and it might not be in a great space. It's really hard because you want to pull them out of it. Exactly, because you know you, what – you know, you know what it's like to not have an eating disorder. Yeah. You also know what this person is capable of and what a life that they can have if they're not, like, entrenched in their eating disorder. And yeah. You get really sad for that person, which is completely understandable Absolutely. and a human response. But you just have to remember that no one can force anyone to recover. Exactly. And you just have to wait it out. Yeah, which sucks. But it does. it's 
true. It is. It's yeah. just what you have to do. Yeah. Okay. On the flip side, how does one maintain a friendship with an eating disorder? That's really tricky. Yeah. It's really hard to maintain most relationships with yes. an eating disorder because your number one focus is your relationship with your eating disorder. Yeah. And your eating disorder thrives in like solitary confinement yeah. like the, it's the ultimate abusive relationship yeah it takes you away before, but yeah it pulls you away from all your other relationships mm. so it can be really hard to maintain good healthy friendships yes um first point that we thought of was be honest about where you're at and what is going to be helpful so yeah. similar to what we said about how to support a friend but if you're the person with the eating disorder you've got to be really honest you yeah. can't pussyfoot around and pretend that you're doing better than you are because that might lead to you being put into a triggering situation yeah. and you're not in the place to pull yourself out of it. Yeah, it's almost self-sabotage there. Yeah. That you want your friend to read between the lines and exactly. know that you're not okay, but you're not helping that person out by saying, I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's mind Yeah, it is. You're asking the person to read your mind. Yeah. What you're putting out there is not what you're feeling. No. And it can be really hard for like a carer, a loved one, a friend when they don't know where you're at because there's a lack of clarity and then that leads to, as you said, triggering situations or just unhelpful comments. Yeah. And also it can make the friend feel pretty dejected and like they're not appreciated or they're not trusted. Trusted, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And, yeah, what is going to be helpful? So if you know that something is unhelpful, Flag it. Yes. Don't sit in there. The person would appreciate that too. And knowing, having the clarity, even if you're in a, I've had this situation with a friend. She was a really close friend in uni and we've kind of drifted apart since my eating disorder. And I feel like sometimes I go back to this conversation and wonder if this is what triggered it, but I don't think it is. I think it was really empowering for me to be able to have this conversation with her. And also I think helpful for her because then she could not, like say something that wasn't triggering but we were having a conversation one day and I was telling her what I was eating and it was a really big deal what I was eating and she was like oh why didn't you have the like healthier thing with the and I was like "Ah!" it really upset me for quite a number of days and I even I spoke to my treatment team about it and I spoke to other friends about it and the other friend that I spoke to said I would want to know if I said something to you that was triggering and that really that was the first time that I'd ever really considered from the other person's perspective. So I went back to the first friend and said, hey, just letting you know that conversation, like what you said really triggered me and it was really unhelpful. And she was grateful that I said that. That's awesome that you did. Yeah. Especially because I was so unwell at the time and not really engaging in therapy. So I think having the insight was like, whoa, what happened? Very important, very unexpected, very necessary for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a huge step for you um, for me as well. Like I said, communication is hard. (laughs) So hard. Um, But it is helpful for the friend. Yes. And yourself. That's why we practice it. Yeah. Um, Yes. The next one I think is also when we're talking a little bit earlier about boundaries, this is a really, a really crucial point, I feel. So 
I've been, yeah, no, I'll say the point first. <laughs> so know their limits as a friend and use your professional support. Yes. So I have in the past definitely had close friends who haven't had eating disorders and probably divulge a bit too much. Yeah. Um, not like, you know, like specifics, but like I might say something that they find distressing. Yes, because they're not in that space yes. all day, every day. And I think when you do have an eating disorder and perhaps you've been in treatment before and you have friends with eating disorders, you forget that people outside of that bubble don't, don't have the same perhaps threshold or tolerance yeah. or understanding. That's really important. Yeah. So you might say something that to your like eating disorder group of friends, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, everyone's kind yeah. of just like, yeah, okay, that's normal. I feel and, like maybe, yeah. Um, and then you say this on outside and they're like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's so true. That yeah. actually happens. Yeah, I've been in that situation probably very similar where you say something to people without eating disorders and they're like, are you okay? Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that, like not the appropriate <laughs> space for this conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's really important to use your professionals because sometimes what you say to someone outside of the bubble might be really concerning and you say it to your professionals and they can help you process yeah. what led to you saying that comment. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, with all mental illnesses, knowing as of the per Treating your friend as a friend yes, and not calling them in a crisis perhaps where yeah. they don't have a lot of control with the situation. Yes, and there's not a whole lot they can do. Yes. Um, so definitely knowing when it's time to call in that, the, not the big guns but the proper guns yes. of your treatment team. <laughs> yes. Um, may, maybe like a, like a carer role, like a mum or a dad yeah. as well. It's just a different role as a friend. Absolutely. And we have to be aware of that. And I know I've definitely been We've, prone yeah, to. Yeah, I've blurred the lines before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just a good one. Um, what's next? Um, my personal favorite, I think, is yes. try not to push people away. Yes. Why disorder, is that important? The eating disorder <laughs> wants you to push people away. Absolutely. Especially people that are outside the eating disorder bubble because they, I guess, have the ability, not the ability to pull you out, but they can remind you of what life is like without an eating disorder. Yeah. And your eating disorder doesn't want you to know that life no. exists. So it is, yeah. I, I, I know sometimes when I talk to friends who might not be in the best space, talking about a life, the life outside of it, even yeah. so they can get a bit closed off. Yeah. You can see it it's in their eyes. It's quite confronting yeah. to be the person with the eating disorder. Yeah. Hearing what it's like. Because your eating disorder is like, no, 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 don't listen to it, listen yeah. to person. Um, so, yeah, having your people around you is so important. It is very important. And you do need, like, Recovering from an eating disorder is not something you can do on your own. No, it really whether, does take a village. Like, yeah, whether we're talking about supports or like professional supports or whether we're talking about friends and family, you need both. Yeah. You can't do it with just one side of it no. and you certainly can't do it on your own. At so all. it's so important to have people in your corner. Yeah, and to not self-sabotage again Absolutely. by pushing people away. Because yes. then you will get to the point where your eating disorder is like, see, you're alone. Yeah. No one wants to be with you. And you're just like, no, that was because of you. Exactly. Um, so that's a super important one, I think. Yeah. Um, also, opposite action. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> we love opposite action. We <laughs> actually do. We actually do. Yeah, we're not being psychotic. We kind of are like, eh. um, it's hard. But it's brilliant. a very therapeutic sounding it is. thing. It's such a buzzword. Like, yeah, it's such a buzzword and such a thing that you do in therapy, like, oh, opposite action. But it's actually. You need to. You need to do it. Yeah. And so, it's really good. So when we're talking about opposite action, we're talking about um having a fear or a thought or something that's going to hold you back and then do the opposite yeah um so 
in this case, we're talking about doing the socialising and the social eating, even when your eating disorder is telling you not to. Yes, that's really hard. <coughs> yeah. So hard to do. We're not saying that, like, the next time you get invited out, your eating disorder is going to say no, and you're going to be like, well, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. And yeah. then you go out and do it, and it's all easy, and then you recover. Like, it yeah. doesn't work like that. No. And there are. I wish it did. Oh, easy. And there are times where you have to step back and be like, will this be helpful for my recovery? Exactly. Like, you're going out, like, will it be helpful to go out and, I don't know, have that bottomless brunch if you're not in the space to be able to yeah. have enough food with it? Yeah. Or something like or that. Do the social eating without engaging in compensatory behaviours yeah. before or after. Yeah, so it's something you do have to check in with yourself. But if you are in the space that you can do the socialising and social eating without it negatively impacting you, but you don't want to do it because your eating disorder is like you don't look good or whatever it is. Yes, yeah. don't listen to the eating don't disorder do around that. Definitely don't. Opposite action is your friend here. Yes, and social eating is fun. Oh, it's, it's so, fun. so fun. It's nice to go. It's Especially in recovery, even yes. in like the early stages of recovery, it's so much nicer to have a conversation while you're eating yeah. rather than sitting there in tears alone over yes. your food. And food tastes great. It does. And you don't realise that until you can have the fun side of it as well. Yes. And then you're like, Jesus Christ, why did I keep eating this one muesli bar that tastes like cardboard? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so super important to the social eating. Yeah. Um, I especially because, think... yeah, that leads to trying new things. Yeah. I think it's oh, my favourite part of I'm sure I've said that a thousand times, but it really is. Yeah, it's very much I associate social eating with you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, final thing that we had for today is this one is so, so important if you're the person with the eating disorder, yeah. especially if you haven't been able to have the conversations that we talked about in the first half of today's podcast. If you haven't been able to have those conversations yet, then this might happen to you. But if a friend does make an appearance or food-related comment, know that it's not malicious. It's not yeah. coming from a bad place. They're not siding with your eating disorder. No. They probably, like, they are your friend. You probably only, I don't know, you socialise with like-minded people, yeah. people that only want the best for you, hopefully. Yeah. So they're probably not saying it from a negative place. Yeah, really good point. And also people say things like, when I was in the depth of my illness, somebody would say, you know, you look well, as like a just a greeting, like, yeah. hi, you look well. And yeah, because that's do, what some people say yeah. to say hello to people. Or they think that that's what you want to hear because yeah. you're in recovery. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so just know that, as you said, they're not siding with your eating disorder. No. They're trying to be encouraging. They yeah. might be doing like just like an etiquette thing. Yeah. And ultimately, like the goal is to look well. Exactly. To be healthy, to be happy. It's because gone. if you are healthy and happy, you will look healthy and Exactly. Happy. And you will want to be healthy and happy. Yes. But yes. it can be hard to hear those comments. And also the food ones. Like I said with my friend before, it was really hard to hear that comment. But I do know that she didn't mean it from a negative space. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was really hard to listen to and sit with. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, reminding yourself, as we like to say, intention is important. Very important. And reminding yourself that your friend doesn't have malicious intention yes we hope otherwise yes. if it, otherwise you if might they do can you please yeah get, yeah get rid of them <laughs> yes <laughs> don't, don't like dispose of them but like just stop them <laughs> anyway <laughs> on that note on that note <laughs> happy international friendship day from a few days ago um, yes. don't dispose of all your friends no. <laughs> do the opposite action to that keep in contact Yes, um, super important. Um, yeah, reach out to your friends, reach out to us, reach out to your supports, whatever yes. you need in the space that you're in. Yeah. Reach out to someone. Yeah, and know that 
um, yeah, friendships are a huge part of recovery. I feel. Absolutely. Great, great. A great part. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, as always, if this has brought up anything for you, you can head to I'm Not Fine.podcast on Instagram and you'll find links to EBV, EBQ, Butterfly and Lifeline.